Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Lorraine Nightheart, and you have reached Venus Unplugged. And what we do on this Blood Talk Radio is we discuss all things Venusian, um, whether it be the archetype of Venus and beauty in your life or not beauty in your life, how do we approach it. Um, my ongoing quest is how uh, Venus is crucified in this, in this world. She seems to be, uh, cr- creates a lot of fear in people, and that's where they... Uh, don't allow her in the center of our lives. And I'm not talking about fashion or makeup, although, you know, that's one of the uh, forms of uh, of Venus energy, but the essence of beauty itself. In many ways, it's beyond description because it's in a time space. And why do we look at something and feel its beauty? And in the ancient world, beauty and truth were one. And today, what I want to explore is the symbol of the pomegranate. Now, we have been looking at the the myth of Persephone, which is a very powerful myth, and I think it's important that we understand the way of the underworld and to not be afraid. These are initiations. These uh, were female initiations, both for the male and for the female, uh, into the mysteries of the underworld, of what we can't see. Now, in order to go into the underworld or in order to understand our own unconscious or the collective unconscious, we need to look at it with different eyes or approach it with a different sense. What are we looking at? Now, very often when, when something new comes up, we don't understand why it's happening and there's going to be a lot of new things coming up. And it's very important now to really explore and try to be in relationship to what makes you tick so you do not get caught into the madness uh, of the world right now. Uh, it seems to be a little crazier than usual. Or actually, it's not even crazier. It's the collective unconscious is up full steam, and it always makes people feel like out of control or that they're going to be controlled. There's all sorts of fantasies about that happening. And the truth of the matter is, if you... Know yourself, that self that nobody else knows, and you begin to explore while you're in the underworld. All right, now that can come through art, therapy, dream work, um, uh, yoga, whatever it is that gets you in touch with what's what's really going on here. Not what am I reacting to. 
and it's imperative at this point in history, to really have your own mind, not the mind of someone else, not the collective hysteria, but really what are we looking at here and what is the best use of your energy and your relationship and what are the, in a sense, you know, Persephone is, um, well, the myth begins, uh, her name is Kor, K-O-R-E, and she's seven, okay? And seven is an important number uh, because that has to do with Saturn. So every seven years, Saturn touches us in a way that can feel hard. It's it's not meant to feel hard. It's disciplined. We need to give something up in order to follow the natural path of maturity. Now, I know that's not a very popular word, maturity, but it's imperative that we kind of get it into our lives to want to be mature, to want to be developed yourself and the culture, because the culture is in a big shift right now, and we are capable of great change. And the change doesn't have to be the will of someone else or uh, ideals that you don't have any belief in anymore, which is a lot of what we're seeing. There is a collapse. There's no more foundation. But there is never a collapse unless a new foundation is built collectively or within our own selves. If we go through a big shift, which usually comes with some type of trauma, argument, break, uh, we see something we never saw before, uh, we experience a betrayal, which is always kind of an upgrade because the betrayal is we're seeing life at a different level. Now, the concept of the maturity, now, Persephone is abducted into the underworld, so that gives us a hint right there. When we are abducted into the underworld, a world we don't know anything about, immediately, don't start the screaming and yelling because it's not going to do you any good. Be still and observe. Particularly, I would say till February. Just observe. Before you say anything, because so many things can be misinterpreted, is this what you know to be true? Or is this an opinion? Or is this is something you've picked up from somebody else? Because the gods are always listening. And we are in a place in, in history, within, and also our own personal history, where there's an initiation going on. We don't know the outcome. But the process is the most important thing. So Persephone is taken into the underworld, and then her mother realizes that she's missing, and her mother goes into mourning and hysteria. But, you know, back at the ranch in the underworld, what is happening? Because Persephone comes up queen of the underworld. She goes down a child, she comes up a queen. So queen is is sovereignty, and when we're sovereign, we're self-ruled. We know who we are. That doesn't mean we necessarily know our future, but we know how our moral compass, 
okay? And moral compass has nothing to do with if we're good or bad or sin or any of that nonsense. The moral compass, or at least if one is relating or wants to relate to the concept of a moral concept, compass, can say that three times, obviously it's too early for me, um, when we take up the task of becoming whole, even though we may not have any idea what that looks like, we are going to mature, meaning develop, go through the different stages of life, go through the different stages of development, according to the divine design. Now, what's somebody else is saying? Although we need to kind of be bilingual, you know, we need to be able to talk the, the talk of the collective unconscious, but that does not mean that that's what we are going to um, depend on or live our life on because usually the collective wants to rule through fear and power. And if we don't know ourselves and decide for ourselves, well, whatever is going on in the world where we can contribute, we will. Where we need to be quiet, we will. Where we need to create, we will. This is the time to write, write great novels and dance our dance and, and uh, do our art and create because that is what is lasting and we're bringing those images in. That's the job of artists. Uh, they're usually 50 to 100 years ahead of time in what it is that they're seeing which is very often why they're not understood till they're long gone. So these, this is what's going on in the underworld. She is going through states of initiation, states of changing mind. Now, as we, de- as we personally develop into the maturity of uh, our, our own design, our soul design, our inner design, What happens when that takes place, whenever the mature happens? It's it's just like in in life, if if it's a flower. Now, what's interesting, what happens is, you know, uh, Persephone is actually uh, notices a narcissist, this kind of yellow daffodil and this wonderful scent, and that's what attracts her. So all these hints in, in myth and fairy tale... They just don't arbitrarily pick a flower. It's like here, you know, that connects to the myth of narcissists, where you know he drops dead looking at himself in a pool uh, because he's been uh, cursed because he violated um, the laws of love, and uh, so his punishment was good. Okay, now you can look at yourself and never experience that love. And for anybody who knows loneliness, which I think is everybody on the planet, we know that feeling of just looking in a reflection and we can't make that connection. Where is the other? Now, the older version of narcissist is that he's a twin and his twin sister is in the pool and he's looking for that, which is another very powerful image, you know, of the male wanting to connect to the anima sister, okay, and the uh, the feminine that's caught in the in the waters and can't come up, you know. So all of these images um, provoke great change in ourselves, even though we don't always feel it. 
you know, we, we may feel the confusion or the fear. It's like, I don't want to look at that. Or, you know, it's very easy. The easiest thing in the world is to put something into uh, left and right, uh, good and bad, uh, sin and holiness. All of this, you know, we if we eliminate the opposite, of whatever the experience is, let's say you're uh, you're longing for for love and and uh, or love of oneself. The opposite of love is not hatred. It, it, the opposite of love is hatred. It, it, people think it's hatred, right? But it's actually power. There's something a, a power drive which is unrelated. It just wants to do what it wants to do because that's what it wants to do. It's not related, and love is relatedness. Now, strangely enough, in this myth of uh, Persephone and hate, okay, who's supposed to be this brute, but I don't really buy into the brute because he, he's the one God who changes uh, some of the laws of the underworld to please Persephone. Most gods don't do that. It's just it's my way of the highway. It's this mystery of love, where what what goes on that we don't see, and what goes on? How does the flower grow? You know that that mystery, that spark, uh, that uh, will have something grow, and it all comes from the underworld. And great wealth comes from the underworld. Uh, Hades or Pluto is also the god of wealth. Why is it in the underworld if it's such a scary, terrible place? We want to dig up all the diamond and gold and metals, but we don't want to relate. We need to. So, like a flower or like anything in nature, it comes to its fullness, and then it goes through all its stages of development from the seed. I'm getting around to that pomegranate. (laughs) I'll be there in a minute. Uh, goes from the seed all right, and up, and when it finally flowers, it gives that scent to the world and to the divine. And in that moment, that's its bliss. It becomes one with all. The same thing happens to us. If we bloom if we go to the fullness of our maturity. And I suspect that that's when death is blissful or peaceful or filled with knowing. At that moment, people want to feel that, and they do. They feel this certain bliss, and they feel the sorrow for the ones that they're leaving. But there's a bliss. They return to that wholeness. Now, I don't particularly buy into the heaven and hell business. Um, some people do, and that's their images, and that's their myth, and that's cool. Uh, I think it's far greater than that, and I don't feel this principle of punishment. is That's how people are filled with fear. They won't look at themselves and they won't look at others and they what motivates them and how are they being manipulated. It's kind of like the matrix. You're going to take the red pill or the blue pill. So speaking of red pills, we are looking at the pomegranate. Now, 
in the underworld, you know, if you eat something in the underworld, if you digest something, if you take something in, let's say if the underworld is is, uh, your dream world, if you take something from your dream world, you write down your dream and then you see, wow, wait a second, because the dream is going to tell you what you don't know about yourself. So when the dream happens, that's why it can be so upsetting to the ego, because the ego swears it's the CEO of you. But then the dream points out, like, no, that's not that's not your truth. That's not that's not the divine plan for you. The divine plan for you is to let's say walk away, or you need to. Um, work with your creativity more or you need to be more respectful of time or you need to see that you know your rages are really being created from some frustration or some trapped creative energy or there may be some uh, righteous rage that, that needs to be expressed but not in a rageful way an inspired way, courage. Now, Persephone has courage, heart rage. She just doesn't go into the underworld and, and cry. She goes in the underworld and she learns. Now, in the far-reaching center of the underworld, Persephone's realm, the throne of Persephone, because she becomes a wise woman, and Aphrodite. Two of those principles are in the depth. And in a sense, that's where uh, justice or balance is created. Now, in the ancient world, originally we were created the, the, the first people, right, billions of years ago, they were totally connected to the bliss, that circle of love. And then around that circle of love, because this is a very simple uh, image, it's a little more complicated than that, but for our purposes, let's look at it that way. And around the love, that principle, that bliss, was strife. And that balance was always kept. Those two forces were always kept in relationship. And then it started to get a little tricky, and strife began to bleed into love, and uh, then people didn't want to stay in their state of bliss. And uh, yeah, I know. And uh, so that's when kind of karma and reincarnation and all that stuff began. So it starts with an ancient, ancient image and an ancient story. And that's why we long. Why do we kind of long? And in a sense, no, that there's something so much far beyond us and that this planet, yeah, this this is, uh, it's Promethean. We have to, and Persephone is uh, a goddess, a Promethean goddess. She is, uh, and Prometheus, you know, he brought fire to the world. The gods weren't happy about that because then the uh, we could create once we had fire because that was a great mystery. So she brings the fire of the underworld and the wisdom. Sometimes we don't intellectually 
we'll consciously know we're, why we're moving in such a direction, but we're inspired. And most inspirations do not have a plan, a conscious plan. We kind of move towards it. Or like if we're just beginning to create. We don't really, I mean, we can think we have an idea or we certainly want to get up and create. But the way it, you know, turns out, usually we have no idea. And only after that, when we when we take a look of the creation or the divine inspiration, then and only then it's like, oh, that's what it's about. So with this symbol, now symbols are very powerful information. Because you can work on a symbol uh, for your whole life. You can, people are automatically attracted to a symbol or, uh, and they don't know why, but it always catches them. Or it's a symbol in a dream that repeats itself again and again. There's great wisdom to be had if we can begin to say, okay, what does that mean? So then there's what it means uh, through history, these great symbols. Okay, but then what does it mean personally? So here's this amazing red fruit, this pomegranate, which is also a symbol of fertility because the ancient ones, all the seeds, was also how you would survive, uh, you know, the water that's in a pomegranate, or if you're in the desert, you you want to have a pomegranate, you know, not a banana, but a pomegranate. Right? That the, this symbol of the pomegranate, and it's also a symbol of going into the underworld. It's a symbol if we give, let's say, we're going to dinner parties now with the holidays and everything, uh, to bring some a pomegranate, which is is wealth and prosperity. And fertility, so we give these symbolic gifts. Uh, this this time of the year is filled with symbolism. The birth of Osiris or Christ or whatever you know God you you uh, uh, honor at this time of the year. So Persephone uh, is in the underworld, and her mother is looking for her. So the conscious part of us is screaming and yelling, and we can't figure out where, where, where did that part of me go? Where did my soul go? And finally, they're connected, and the mother asks, did you eat anything from the underworld? And Persephone admits that she ate six pomegranate seeds. Now, there's something like 840 seeds, approximately, give or take, right? in each pomegranate, which is an extraordinary amount of seeds. You know, it's also such a symbol of creation. It's also uh, the blood of Dionysus. It's these, these how these, um, the, the symbol came into being. Now, when it goes through each culture, you know, they always put a little different twist on it, but in the ancient world, the pomegranate seed, uh, in some ways, was considered sinful. Now, I don't really buy into that one uh, because I think sin is overrated. I think it's a control mechanism. And the the word sin means, it's a, it's an archery term, meaning uh, missing the mark. We shot an arrow 
going to miss the mark, which has got some forgiveness in it, right? Like, oh, man, well, I'm a bad shot. Rather than, you know, you're going to poke your eyes out and rip your teeth out if you made a mistake. So, But what she does, now, now anytime that there's, uh, let's use the word sin just because that's what's coming up, uh, that is the thickening of the plot where the mistake is made, where the error is made. And your psyche knows precisely when the conscious mind must make an error, must make an error. Without the error, there's no initiation. Without the initiation, there's no growth. Without the growth and the maturity of your own being, you know, you will. There will be no flowering, no perfume, uh, no scent of the divine, which will bring you. It's so interesting that it is the the scent that brings the connection to the bliss and the transformation. So we don't see it as the end of the story; we see it as the beginning. And the same thing with. We can any day of the week. We can, you know, at the end of the day, we can look over our day and and we can see, wow, you know, I could have handled that one a little better. Or, um, no, I need to be, which would be really sage advice at this point right now. Is like, until you really understand from the depths of your own being, learn silence, to know, to will, to dare, and to be silent. That's pretty much the oath right now. What are we looking at? Don't be manipulated. Now, this, as she confesses to her mother that in spite of herself, she was tempted. And uh, in the hymn to Demeter, he see, which, well, because this is Persephone saying it, okay? He secretly put in my mouth sweet food, a pomegranate seed, and forced me to taste it against thy, my will. The pomegranate seed, which doomed her to the underworld, is a symbol of sugared poison. Incredible image, right? Now, I don't believe she's doomed. I think she's doomed according to how we perceive the world of light, but light can be very blinding and we don't really see the plot. So the sugared poison. So what's the sugared poison? The sugared poison can be the lie you're telling yourself or that somebody is telling you with charm and sweetness. And we buy into it only to realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now the poison, of course, in the ancient realm and the poison in the realm of of alchemy and symbolism, uh, it becomes a healing poison. In these ancient myths and in life, it is never stagnant. It's always moving. You know, the opposites are always in relationship. And if we cut off an opposite, we're never going to heal. It's never going to happen. Because... It's nature needs to be its opposite. That doesn't mean we need to be acting now, but we need to know its presence. 
Where is the love? Where is the power? And how to keep those in balance. So that's a very important hint to be looking at. Where is the love? Where is the power? So she takes the sugared poison. Of course, she's telling her mother this, and her mother is hysterical, all right? Uh, And because Persephone has eaten from this, you know, the underworld, she had to spend one-third of the year in darkness and gloom. But that's how the upper world sees it, as gloom. But there is a tremendous amount going on in that underworld. What if we saw by the light of diamonds? So this uh, pomegranate, at this point in uh, in, our, in our world today, okay, we use that as a symbol of transformation. So when we're forbidden, but in the underworld, it's a fertility symbol, and it gives the the, the power of the soul to see through into the underworld. It's the seed of transformation. And it is when we reverse our, I guess, opinions is a way of seeing it, or we see it in a different way, or we eat from the forbidden fruits, we must eat from that forbidden fruit in order to start the journey. So uh, Persephone stole for mankind, for humanity, because when Persephone comes up from the underworld, it's springtime. She brings spring. She brings the fire of creativity. And she brings the fire of creativity with you. Okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be in spring. It's a spring within your own life. When you wake up and go like, oh, I know what I need to do now. When everything is still and you think, oh, God, life is over. No, it's not. Something deep. So you're going to eat your six seeds of the, of the underworld. And that's going to give you knowledge just like in the tree of knowledge. So it's not the, the good versus the evil. It's, it's the wisdom. And it's the, the pomegranate is the symbol. So when we meditate on a pomegranate, I guarantee you enormous creativity will be inspired within you and with all. So till next week, bye-bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.